Craig, thanks so much for joining us. Um, um, we're here live at the Real Wine Fair doing um, um, BYO podcast episodes um, 2019. Real Wine Fair. Um, really excited to have you down to chat about your wines and what you do. I've been a big fan of your wines for a long time and drank more bottles than I would like to admit. Um, okay. so, so it's cool to, uh, to have you. So why don't we, um, for people who maybe don't um, know your wines, just talk a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do, and um, where you're from, and then uh, we can dive into what you got in the bag for us. Yeah, for sure. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's always a honor to be invited to do things like this. Step out of the madness of the, of the mosh pit and get in here in a nice little sanctuary and <laughs> talk about some wine. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, there's obviously everyone, when they associate the wines, they associate it with me, Craig Hawkins, but there's actually my wife, who's a major part in what we do. Her name's Carla. Um, obviously, without her, I wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now. Uh, so we run, the, we run the business, we run the show. There's the two of us. Um, it's, uh, we're in the Swartland, so <clears throat> it's a region of just north of Cape Town. And our farm's about two hours north of Cape Town. So there's a, um, a mountainous area um, called the Olifansberg, which is Elephant's Mountain. And it's, like a, it's a beautiful area. Um, it's like flat wheatlands, and then you have these mountains, and we're like right on the middle of one of these mountains, so we have a nice view. Good for drinking wines and beers and stuff, but uh, also good for planting vines. So um, We've been going 12 years, so it's good now. We're starting to put one step in front of each other and find out uh, where we can and can't go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the UK market's very appreciative of what we do, and that's where we started, so good to be back here. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So why don't you grab a first bottle uh, yeah, of the so bag and... Uh, let's start with the... Uh, we've got, we got the I Wish I Was a Ninja. <laughs> so that's a, a um, column bar. Uh, I like to call it the Method Ancestral. That's exactly what it is. But for those that don't know, it's a, also a pet nut. Um, but I, I like to call things as the, the roots is what they are. Um, this is a, a wine that I've been doing since about 2011 but successfully for the last like three years, because the first years I just was making mini bombs and things were exploding. But um, we, mm, yeah, what, I, what I'm searching for with this wine is, um, yeah, the, I, I used to, growing up as a kid, uh, I love sour sweet. And uh, this for me is uh, like my sweet and sour wine. Yeah. So it has a, it's from Colomba, which is a great port to South Africa in, uh, obviously when the settlers came there from uh, Holland and used for brandy production. So now we're left with these old vines that are, you know, they give you these nice depth and low pH and structure and that we're working with this for, for it's perfect for making a sparkling. So there's about 25 grams of sugar there, which is a lot, but um, there's also like half of that is acid, so 12 grams. Yeah. So the most difficult thing about this wine is, um, you know, the process. So we bottle it at 60 grams per litre sugar and it has to be really clean when it goes into the bottle and it's about, um, you know, and then it ferments down to about 25 and the yeast kills the fermentation you know that's the boring part but fun part is this is my friend Paul on the label he um I do all the labels myself we make about 18 different wines but this is called I wish I was a ninja because he does wish he was a ninja um and I took that photo of him with my iPhone in the swimming pool so uh, it was just a perfect capture of the of that moment and I think what we're trying to get with this wine I like yeah. I like to make people smile totally yeah we talk a lot about like we we do show um you know what is like People talk about what's a great wine, and, and you know, um, and I think we, what I often think about is like, what are the outcomes? Like, what are the experiences created by that wine? And and, and, I, and for me, that's what makes a great wine. Yeah. So if it's like, if it's if it's trying to create a kind of really pr like excited, joyful yeah. moment, yeah. You know, if the wine is a catalyst to help make that happen, yeah. like that's a great wine. Like yeah. that's a great moment, right? And, yeah. and um, yeah, I can only imagine like the moment 
like, yeah, that's ca encapsulating that is like really cool. So yeah, that's a good way to actually to describe what we do. I mean, I haven't actually heard people talk about it. That's a cool way to do it. I mean, what I do all the labels, you know, myself, and it's all very personal. You know, there's nothing. So it's not um, as far as I take it, my wife or my brother. So it's, it's kind of raw, but but um, I am on, on the back labels and the front labels. On it's about capturing exactly capturing that moment. Um, and I think uh, humor and uh, I think the, the lightheartedness in the, in the, the conversation that we're doing now is um, sometimes being uh, we're talking past each other. And I think uh, that's particularly why I like this, the, the wine scene now at the moment is it's bringing particularly young drinkers together to appreciate wine. Yes, not everybody might like the same wines, but it doesn't matter. We, we, we're having dialogue. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's really the heart of like, what, this, what this show is about. Is like, yeah. you know, I would say to people like nothing brings people better, uh, brings people together better than a great bottle of wine. Yeah. Because you share it. It's a yeah. shared experience. It's usually about the moment. And like sometimes the wine can be actually pretty rubbish, but that yeah. moment ends up being pretty special and you think yeah. about it. So um, it's a kind of cool relationship with it. And, the, and, and I guess this wine fair, like the real wine fair is kind of really about that vibe, right? I mean, it's yeah, kind of sure. about just people coming together, celebrating each other's stories yeah. and the wines and the wines that they're making, what they're doing. Like, um, you've been coming to this for how many yeah. years now? Yeah, for a good, uh, good nearly uh, since 2011. So it's, uh, yeah, from, uh, <laughs> from the, the roots of it, which is awesome. So it's nice to be involved and see it. When I came here, it was, you know, it was, uh, yeah, uh, a bit younger in my 20s. And, uh, you know, for me, it was just about seeing, you know, my heroes, these guys that, uh, you know, making amazing wines and, you know, drinking, uh, uh, sharing a glass of wine with Terry Puzula, you know, who back yeah. then was like, you know, a real maestro and what, you know, influencer. And, um, and that was cool for me, is just taste and meet people. And uh, fr from there we've grown and developed, um, yeah, a, a nice little market in the UK, which works well for us. Yeah. And, and you, you spent some time in the Russian once upon a time, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, a, I mean, just that. Um, I mean, you can talk a, talk a bit about um, yeah, it was with uh, Tom Liver from Domain Matassa. He's a, was a big uh, influence on, on what I do today. I mean, uh, there's many people influenced me, but Tom was, uh, was instrumental in uh, just pushing me to find my own way and do it my way, which is, which is you know, you need to do something unique, uh, uh, which then we all unique, so you just do it your way, and that's it. Um, so the Roussillon was, uh, the reason I wanted to go there was because the Roussillon is very similar to Swatland dry, hot Mediterranean climates. So I wanted to learn as much as possible in those kind of climates. So I worked in Spain, Priorat, you know, Portugal, Mauritius, I traveled around Sicily. Um, and it was uh, yeah, massive for what we do, yeah. I just thought, I mean, I'm a big fan of Tom's wines. Yeah. And I just love the kind of, I don't know, generational, you know, um, you know Domingo B and then kind of Tom, yeah, sure. and then kind of what, what you're doing. I mean, yeah. all very distinct, and I know yeah. what I mean, but that that there's some kind of thread of history there. I think yeah. it's, I don't know. I think it's pretty poetic. Like I think it's pretty yeah. cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, what what you've kind of um, what you're doing is obviously very different to both of those yeah. guys. One, yeah. and very individual to your point, yeah. which I think is 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 what makes it and makes it um, why it penetrates or resonates maybe. But what we what do you find about the UK market? Why I mean. The, the the efforts of like kind of you and some of the other kind of people doing really interesting kind of doing their own thing in South Africa, mm -hmm. I think is in the last decade or decade or so has been, from my perspective, some of the most like exciting things happening in the world wine scene. And also the most kind of stoic. You yeah. guys really had to kind of fight against yeah. the the system, I guess, a little bit in South Africa. To kind of yeah, get for there. sure. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's not about breaking. It's just about uh, uh, pushing people into uh, something that they don't know. I mean, that's the, the, the human, natural human instinct when they don't know something that's 
a little bit different is to step back. So it's just, again, conversation improves that, but for sure you've got to keep putting quality in the glass, and that will override uh, any pushback. But um, yeah, I mean, the UK market is, is fantastic for that. It's just great energy. I always feel it every time I come here. It's just you know, thousands of people, and they all want to know why and, and how, and they actually really do care, uh, which is great to see. Yeah. Did you ever notice a turning point, like with when you were you starting out with your wine? Yeah, yeah. Please, I can. I can drink this all day. <laughs> I, I wish I was a ninja also. Um, with um, yeah, with your wine, did you notice? I guess when like, when people are when you go the individual route, when you kind of just you have to have a lot of conviction to kind of just follow what what you feel that you want to do, especially sure. in wine, right? In a in a industry that for decades was yeah. about. It was a. It was. It was very binary. It was good or bad. Yeah. It was this or oh, it was yeah. shit. And I think, I think we're now. It's still some of that in some some spaces, mm -hmm. but we're kind of getting past it to a degree. But you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Have you noticed a turning point at any point Definitely. when it became like when you went from fighting to kind of like I don't know having a bit of momentum? Yeah. I mean, you know, been in, started off with two barrels. Um, now I make yeah a few more than two barrels. You know, we do then. Um, uh, it's, de it's definitely that there is that I think that turning point definitely comes through just persistent um, belief in what you do. You know, we, we're making wine, we're not uh, waging wars. Um, you know, and I'm just for me, it was a personal side, it was always about understanding, getting. I read a thing by I love to lose the trick, the artist that one of my labels is based on his. Actually, we're gonna drink it next, but he, um, you know, he, I read a quote by him saying that, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be novel. Um, you know, novelty is, is, is great, the people enjoy it and it creates that, but what he wants to do is get straight to the heart of the matter and straight to the roots. And novelty is nothing. So in the beginning, I think I was maybe a little bit novel, but now I'm, I'm always, I'm searching, that's the back of my mind, for purity. And I think you definitely see it in our wines now, that with acidities, the, the length, the depth, it's just, there's nowhere to hide. Um, you know, there's this core backbone of acid, but I think quality will overrule um, anything. So if you eventually, just keep putting dry air. And that's where I see the natural wine moving, movement going as well. I mean, there's quality will always rise to the top. So the producers, you know, eventually, you know, things will sort themselves out. I mean, the wine world hates the fact that natural wine doesn't have a definition. And I, I love that fact because it's, there's no... It allows so, it to be different every, every real wine fair, right? You see the same producers like every two or three years. For and, sure. and um, there's an evolution of... Um, the wines and, and both in terms of climate and everything else yeah. that they're engaging with. But, but the, the whole thing with it is that eventually, I mean, if you get a few, you know, you can only uh, lie your way so far, you know, and that's what I like about it. Is eventually, it, it's kind of like an organic, dynamic movement, and eventually the, the guys that are just in it for trying to do marketing, it just kind of, eventually they fall off the fringe, they get bored, and uh, there's a real core that stays there, and it's like a, it draws people in, and I, uh, that's what I love about so it. So how much do you think that people <coughs> buy into, like, the wines themselves, or how much do you think that, like, people are also buying into, like, to, to the people behind them, like, buying into what you're doing? Like, Definitely. Do you think it's, like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, I always compare, like, wine and winemaking and, and winemakers to, like, kind of musicians. Yeah. It's like, sure. you know, everybody's got that, like, that rock star or that, yeah. that musician that they like that had a bad album. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't really like that album, but, yeah, like, but you know, I'd be such a fan of that guy. I will buy that album, and I will support them through, and... Um, you know, there's that kind of a, a um, you know, meaningful relationship that people yeah, have. There, there is that. I mean, and I think that for sure my influence on it is, is paramount to what we do uh, because it's, it's only I know why I made it purple on the glass because I didn't want to have white wine or red wine in there. I wanted something with a bit of mystery. If you, do, you know, the, the small details like I put here, you know, lots of 
like always a little comments on there, and it's, it's, you know, only I can push that, and for sure people buy into my energy, and when you look into my eyes, my conviction and what I do. Um, and that's what I love about it. It's not just a, a brand yeah. that, um, you know, like, uh, I mean, nothing against Nike. It's just like you, you see that it's, it's, it's a much like, you know, you can compare it to like a farmer's market. You know, you go to that old guy, he's got great tomatoes. And, you know, that, but, you know if, if you have to put like a businessman in a suit selling the same tomatoes, they probably wouldn't taste it. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're supporting no, that guy. It's true, yeah. right? And I think people like to, I think, I mean, I, this is like way too like nerdy. I won't go too dirt deep down yeah. this rabbit hole because I'm just like nobody cares. <laughs> but yeah. like you can actually uh, you know the, if you, people know that like what they're doing affects positively or that it affects somebody that they believe yeah. in, they feel good about that. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't mean that they'll like I'm gonna buy tomatoes that taste gross yeah. because yeah. I like that guy. I still yeah. need my tomatoes yeah, to satisfy course. my yeah, need yeah. for good tomatoes. Yeah, definitely. But you put like a juicy tomato sold by some faceless, heartless kind of entity yeah. that has no, no positive impact on the world, or you an equally good, probably better, yeah. tomato next to it. Yeah. You know, and there's a meaningful thing, you know, hey, I know I'm going to help that community. Yeah. I know I'm going to help contribute to that guy's family. There's somebody that I believe yeah, in. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's obvious, right? That's it. I mean, a lot of the guys that are here, a lot of smaller guys, you know, like I, <laughs> we've put everything else on the table. There's, there's you know, my wife and I, this, we don't have investors or anything. It's just, it's our business and we have to, you know, go from that and everybody that takes a sip of a wine is investing in what we're doing, allowing me to live on a mountain and enjoy the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously there's a lot of hard work that goes with it. And So have you noticed yeah. kind of like a change year over year? I mean, for it's been two years since we had the last Real Wine Fair, yeah. I think, and um, you know, you've been coming for you know, yeah. as long as almost anybody yeah. at this festival. Yeah. Have you noticed a, a, any differences year over year or even whether with, with response to your own wines or how you feel about your own wines or just the market in general? Yeah, I, 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 uh, the last, I mean, it was two years ago. I thought it was last year and that's how time flies when you're farming, but <laughs> it was um, definitely, I mean, we, we've always been fortunate to have like a really good response in the UK market. So like our table's always full, which is great. It's nice to see smiling people and happy, passionate about that, tell you stories about the wines. But uh, I, I have seen, what I've seen, the, the major uh, thing that I've seen, difference between now and then, is just the quality level um, throughout the producers has just increased. The wines are more focused in, in general. If, I, if you, you know, paint everything in one stroke, I just think the quality level has gone up. And um, the quality of the consumer, the quality of the person, just asking the, qu the kind of questions you ask, there's three countries, there's Japan, um, you know, the Scandinavians, so it's not technically a country, but like a Denmark, and, and here where the, the questions they ask are just so focused and, you know, they know what they want. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's good. They know, you don't have to uh, explain too much. You're pushing on an open door, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. You're starting a good spot in the conversation. And that's... Well, let, yeah. I mean, we yeah. plenty more to chat about. Let's, let's see what you got next. And, um, so we've got... Um, uh, yeah, this is the Alpendito. Sorry, I didn't open it beforehand. Um, this is where it all started for me, so I thought I'd bring yeah, this one. Cool. It's a skin contact uh, white wine, skin macerated white, orange wine, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But uh, I started this in 2008, and um, yeah, so it's called uh, Albendita, uh, and I put made from grapes in the middle. Yeah, I love it. And I got an Irish harp, and I got an Irish passport, so it allows me to travel without visas and things, so which is useful. Keeps it easy. But, um, yeah, this poster was based on the Toulouse-Lautrec uh, thing from Le Chat Noir, the price is the vintage. And uh, this is, I, I made two barrels of this in 2008, and it's allowed us to now pay for the, flight tic the plane tickets to get to here, yeah. sit here, talk with you. So, 
And uh, I've come a long way with uh, skin macerated white wines. So I started, I wanted to know why. First of all, that's why I made them. I'm not from a winemaking background. My um, brother got me into wine. He started wine five years ago and we laughed at him. <laughs> and then uh, I started working for him because I needed money and then I got into it. Um, and I, wanted, I didn't want to go back to South Africa after working in Europe and just make you know, something I didn't really believe in. But, and these wines struck a chord with me. So I went back to South Africa and made one. And that, and that was so different to everything that there was a major kickback. And uh, the world was, um, not the world, the, you know, the South African market we didn't really sell much wine. My mother brought a couple of bottles. Actually, I had to give them for free. But, uh, um, and we, but now it's, it's developed. And the skin contacts are now, you know, back then the wines were way more extracted. Mm -hmm. Almost like, I compared to like IPA beers, and very yeah. hoppy and stuff. But now, the last five years, I'm looking for focus. And, uh, um, you know, looking for skin contacts must uplift as opposed to, to dominate the wine. Um, and that's my, my major thing. So I'm looking for elegance. And do you, um, do you still do the El Cortez as well? Mm. Cortez, yeah, El was Cortez. the other one I did at the same time. So it's very light, delicate as well, but intense at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the Cortez was, yeah, that's my, probably my best, uh, dry, uh, just straight uh, dry shannon. Uh, actually, the, the vineyards are next to each other and they're very um, precise. So and that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing to see kind of like, you know, the evolution of this one yeah. and it kind of, and that's interesting, we've talked about that with a few people today too. It's kind of like, you know, um, where they were to like where they are now and kind of like how yeah. th their own journey has kind of shifted and changed and you know as they find their own um focus i guess not in terms of like technicality but in terms of vision if yeah. that makes sense and, and yeah, um, for sure i think that's that's part of it too i mean I, and that's why i compare it so much to art to music yeah. it's like this you follow the the journey and career of this person but also that w it, the unique thing about wine is that interaction of yeah. terroir right i mean exactly. you don't have that relationship with like what you're actually producing it from. I mean, an yeah. artist can pick whatever paint color they want. Yeah. A musician can pick whatever instrument or producer they want. But as a winemaker goes on this kind of evolution of like finding their vision, it's like working with this. Yeah. So you have a relationship with what yeah. you're making. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's it. You need to, for me, it's just about getting to the heart of the matter yeah, <laughs> and going straight to the core. And I want my wines to know where to hide. I, I, want, I want them to, you know, this is, Bacteria in my body like uh, they like acid and, and jellies, so my, my wines generally are. I mean, I mean have you, you, have a, you have a massive, uh, a massive. Uh, you say eighteen wines? Is that what you made this? Yeah, we make eighteen different um, <laughs> wines, so there's quite a few. Uh, um, with what else do you drink? I mean, there's eighteen wines. Probably like keeps you keeps. Yeah, you no, I mean, I drink like, other people's wines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like water too, sparkling water. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't. Um, I, I, I like I like anything that's made with a bit of passion yeah. and a little bit of focus. Um, although my beers are quite like simple and, and like my Aussie mates call them a frothy. Yeah, it's quite especially after festival. Like it's just like a clean and simple. But um, yeah, I'm looking. For, you know, we drink all kinds of. Them. I'm always searching the things. I mean, I'm actually quite interested in sake at the moment. After traveling to Japan, that's a little bit too much. It's dangerous, but. Uh, you know, there's, there's many different... Uh, totally, yeah. yeah. It's a dangerous rabbit hole to go yeah, down when you start is. getting into sake, yeah, which no. I'm very much, like, totally guilty of. Kind of in terms of when you come to the real wine fair, what's, you know, you've been coming so many years now, mm. what, is, what is it that you're, that, you're, that you're looking to see each year, I guess, now? Yeah. Uh, People know the wines, like, there's a, there's sure. a lot of them are on allocation now, so when you come, yeah, come definitely. to this, like, what's the... I mean, I just want to see the uh, happiness. Really, it's as simple as that. I just want to see people enjoying. I get the same pleasure now. I mean, I'm not by no means over the hill. Uh, you know, it's, uh, 
but you know, after 12 years, I, I get the same pleasure seeing the same you know person enjoying my wine really for the first time back then. And it, you know, it was awesome. As I, I feel the same pleasure now when somebody comes to me, I, I never get bored of it, and that's that's what I want to see. Just people enjoying my wine. Awesome. Well, yeah. definitely enjoy your wines. Yeah. It's great to have you here. It's always great to um, taste your wines when you come to town. And, Thank you. Um, Thanks so much for joining us today and for bringing uh, a couple of cool bottles. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks.